0: Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts,
1: Joe Jans.
0: And with us, as always, is the... What are we going to call him this week, Joe? I'm putting uh, you on the spot, I know, but... Wow, I... I pff, the
2: oh, welcome pr- to my prince. world, Dad. You have to just come up with something every time you introduce me. The,
1: the, the Prince the of b- Pleasure? I, the Burgermeister of Bumbling? There you go. That's much better than what I had.
2: The Manscaping mm-hmm. of...
1: Oh, hair. good God.
2: <laughs> I get, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about that The one.
1: master manscaper.
2: Yeah,
0: the master manscaper, Mr. Mark Piscati.
2: Hello, everybody. Uh, you guys uh, have enough sleep uh, for the next two weeks? Because there's a lot of stuff coming out.
0: Tell us what the what's coming Who's? out, Mark.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, we, got, we got The Stranger Things Season 4 coming out. Uh, Black Phone starring what, what, Ethan Hawke. Do you what? know Actually,
0: what... Do you know what date the the uh, Stranger Things is coming out?
1: Uh, I believe it's coming out uh, Friday, isn't it? Friday, like the is day coming that out. this podcast released. Yes, Ooh. season
2: four, and from what I've heard from Stranger uh, Things uh, fans, including my daughter who's a huge yeah. fan, uh, this one's gonna dive really deep into horror, like the most uh, um, any of the other seasons have uh, gone. Nice. So, yeah. And uh, we got Black Phone, starring that's Ethan Hawke. That's coming out this weekend.
1: Yep. Uh, is it?
2: I, I believe it is. Is it?
1: Everywhere I look, including IMDb, says June 24th.
2: June 24th? wow,
1: Yeah. <laughs> I could have sworn later.
2: it was this month, this week. Because you had,
1: you had me stymied, too, Mark. Yeah, I Because I, I, I went looking to my local theater to try to get, like, advanced tickets, because I wanted to see this, and... It's not there. Hmm.
2: Interesting. I thought it was this week.
1: Well, you know what that means. Professionalism. Actually, that means I'm not going to
0: be able to see it. It's opening weekend because I'll be on vacation that weekend. I'm going to. We'll be at the lake.
1: Well, I I mean, I get I get
2: get dates wrong anyways. Because like when uh, Vincent DeSanti was taking a uh, selfie of himself, (laughs) I thought he was, (laughs) and he's like, "I'm on set." uh, I go on the set, scared. Twitter accountants going, Mark, here we go. Here we go. Everybody excited. And, and Womp Stomp Film just goes, uh, no, that's not Never Hike Alone, too, with a big, uh, you know, crying face, like laughing.
0: Yeah, he, he works on other projects, too. Yeah,
2: he works on other projects, Mark so.
0: inadvertently <laughs> announced the beginning of
1: filming. <laughs> I'm
2: excited.
1: He's got that inside track being an executive producer. He single-handedly killed... Co-producer, co- co-producer. Yeah.
0: He single-handedly killed the funding of that show. <laughs> People stopped yeah. giving my... Hey, it's already shooting. They don't yeah, yeah. need
2: my money. Um,
0: uh, what what else right. is
2: coming out? Uh, yeah. um, uh, we got a new season on Netflix coming out, Love, Death, Robots. I don't know if you guys have uh, watched this series.
0: No. Uh,
2: it's, it's really, really good. Has some uh, horror clips in there. And, of hmm. course, Maverick, Tom Cruise, coming out. Yes. Gonna
0: be Top Gun to Maverick. Go.
2: Oh boy. Am I excited?
0: I think that's coming out this weekend, right? Did
2: uh I, I'm yeah. I'm watching it Friday uh morning hmm. in IMAX. So I'm I'm ready. I got my Top Gun shirts and everything ready to go. So I'm probably gonna watch it like at least four times in the movie theater. So yeah. I'm very so excited.
0: Mark will not watch anything we recommend this week, Joe, that no. means uh
1: Well luckily that's not true. I mean it's it's his pick is next, so yeah. Uh, that's on sure. right. him. Yeah. yeah, that actually worked out quite well.
0: So, um, <laughs> any other announcements of of new things coming out, Mark?
2: No, no, that's all I got right now. But I mean, that's a lot. I mean, I I don't know if Stranger Things is going to do what Ozark did and um, only show like four or five episodes and then stop, and maybe we have to wait two months later. I hope they don't do that, but I kind of do because I, know I think I heard don't. that. Oh, are they going to do that?
0: I, I think I heard it. it, it Maybe unless I'm thinking of a different show, but I think they were going to do there was going to be like seven or eight episodes, and then they're going to pause for a bit and and do the last couple. I, but maybe I'm thinking yeah. of another show. Normally, is this the
1: last season? The first three seasons have just they've released everything all at once, right?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's but do you guys know if this is the last season? I don't know. Because it took sure. a while for this one to come out. But you know
0: I mean, what that's... I do want to know though. And it's killing me, Joe. What have you watched the last couple weeks that are not
1: theme-related? Well, Matt, I'm going to tell you, because I've made myself a a hefty list. Um, First of which, because, you know, I want to start things off with a bang. I watched Teardrop. And I know our listeners at home are probably thinking, Teardrop? I've never heard of that. Mm -hmm. And I say, then you need to go get yourself Tubi, the app that just keeps on giving. Because this is another Tubi original yeah, and uh, just like Titanic, Joe, 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 does it does it live up to the two B name? Oh, it does. You get what you pay for with uh, Teardrop, the Tubi B original. It yeah, I saw just, it too. This, it is just um, if you were to have a very poorly written ghost story set back in the Wild West era, and take out any sort of emotion from most of the actors, that's Teardrop. Yeah. Riveting on the edge of your seat. Teardrop. Brought to you by Tubi.
2: <laughs> except for uh, uh, the student, uh, the guy, the rapper. You know. Oh, yes. Got a date at a cemetery.
1: I Hope haven't it won't be been, scary. <laughs> I haven't oh, been God. this hooked on freestyle rap <laughs> since the kid from uh, M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit when he's freestyle rapping on his way to go see his grandparents. That was. Uh, a, I think I a, forgot that. A whiter moment has never happened. Um oh, so anyway, that was teardrop on Tubi. Uh that's a hard pass on that one. But speaking of Eminite Shyamalan, Ooh. I, I did watch old
3: oh.
1: finally. Oh. And I gotta say, I you know, I had heard quite a lot of bad things about it, but I didn't hate it. I mean yeah. it wasn't wasn't a groundbreaking, M Not Shyamalan type of film. I've liked his his others, mm-hmm. most of them. Yeah, but, I uh, I
0: didn't I I felt the same way. Like uh, it had been, you know, bashed by super fan here and it, I didn't and I bash heard a million it. It, Yeah, you did.
2: Nah, not really. Yeah, you, I we guess could well,
0: rewind the tape. I, and yeah, we can, we can go back. I, I bashed the ending. Back I bashed the ending. Yeah. But it, I'd heard a bunch of people talk negatively and I didn't mind it. It wasn't, you know, great, but it it certainly was it was no uh, you know, sixth sense or something like
1: that, but it no. but it, it, it was good. Yeah, it held my interest and actually yeah. I was quite quite surprised uh that I did not look at my watch or pause the film to see how much was left at all during that film. Uh, In fact, I'm I'm quite if I if I don't if I'm not mistaken,
0: I believe when I reviewed this and said that I actually kind of liked it, that was one of those times that Mark was giving me looks.
2: Making you know? faces. I, yeah, he's making yeah. faces. Yeah. I don't I believe so. Did you review it, it on on one of the episodes?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he had seen it.
2: I gave basis?
1: Yeah. Now, I will admit uh, if you're following the storyline, there's lots of things that just don't add up with the logic, why some people yeah. age faster than others, but, you know, mm-hmm. suspension of disbelief, it still it was a fun movie.
0: Yeah, I mean it 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 in it, it was engaging. I I had, yeah. and and it wasn't Obviously, it wasn't perfect, but it was just for entertainment. I, I thought I liked it. I I would have probably been more disappointed if I'd rushed out and seen it in the theater. But since I, I like I at did, ho- <laughs> I was just I about to say. I saw it home. I you know it's fine, and it's not the kind of movie that needs to be seen on a big screen. I don't think so. I'm glad that I just watched it streaming. But
1: I was just about to say, I if I had seen that in the theaters, I don't know that I would have been upset that I paid for it.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah,
1: I mean, I wouldn't have been like, "Oh my God, you guys got to see this," but it, you know, it, I, I enjoyed it. It, it passed the time. It was, it was fun. fine.
2: It yeah. was. I, I. mean. I. I mean. I. I remember like reviewing this movie, saying that it, it wasn't bad. I just thought the writing kind of sucked. It was just abysmal writing. Um,
1: well, that's not exactly that's, two thumbs up. That's, that's kind of bad. The, yeah, no, i just that if the writing sucks, there's not much left. Yeah. Well, I just, I, thought, I, know, just the, I just
2: thought with the cool premise of the idea of them being stranded on the beach and how they're growing old, it was just, it, it could have been better, it could have been better, and then at, at the end of the film, I mean, there was like four different endings, and it was just, could have, uh, two of the endings could have been cut out in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I remember that was one of my, re- parts of my review is I didn't understand what you meant by that because I didn't, I didn't. See that it had that
1: many endings. I thought it. Was I saw fine. the one ending. Um, it was the one that yeah. ended, and then the credits came up. <laughs>
2: what are you talking about? It just kept going and going. It could have ended at every single plot.
1: Did like, you sit and, in the theater and watch it like twice in a row? No, it was. And not realize that there was a credit scene. <laughs> or, Look, I know, know we watched the same movie. I'm just saying. This is saying like a four hour long movie. Why? What's, I thought, what's I thought the credits already going? went
0: up. Why is it already going in? And there's new people <laughs> sitting seen around this man. already. <laughs> why are these people cleaning up so anyway it, it should was... have
2: stopped in the laboratory is what I'm saying it should have stopped in the laboratory
1: and I'm going to stop this review here <laughs> fine with, with just stating that I did see old on HBO Max which is on there this month and uh, if you have the, the means the ability I, I I would recommend take an hour and a half of your life and give it a shot It's I, it's not terrible
2: I love the poster I love the poster I think the poster's great
1: yeah, you and posters, Mark. I, um, love posters. I also, which I think the other, the, either both of you also watched, was Firestarter.
0: On yeah, I Peacock. watched. It. I
1: watched. I finished it yeah. today. Okay, so this, of course, is the remake of the Stephen King Firestarter, originally starring Drew Barrymore and a bunch of people's names I've forgotten, but now it doesn't really matter because now we've got Zac Efron as the father figure to the little girl who's got psychic abilities or telekinesis? Is that what I guess it would be classified under? Correct. Yeah. She can uh create fireballs uh out of her mind or hands or whatever, but uh uh so that that premiered in theaters this week or last week, I should say. And also simultaneously if you are fortunate enough to have the Peacock premium app, uh, it was on there as well. So that was a movie that we all watched, and it wasn't <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. No. no it was, um, I mean, it was okay, I guess. I it think it was better than the original.
0: Maybe, yeah. Mm. It, I, I wasn't sure at first, but as I got to watching it, I was like, yeah, this is probably more, more entertaining than the original. But it wasn't. I kind of left after after it was over, I was sort of like, why did they do it? Because yeah. it might have been better than the original, but not by much. You know? No.
2: I yeah. like the original because I just had a more nostalgic feeling. I mean, you're looking at—I believe it was Heather Thomas as the mom in the original, correct? Heather Thomas.
1: I don't remember. Uh, not Heather Locklear.
2: It was either Heather Locklear or Heather Thomas.
1: Give oh, it was seconds, Heather so
2: Locklear, I think. They—they yeah. they both look alike. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I mean, I think this should have been—I think Heather fires. Locklear. Yeah, yeah, super. Oof. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I, I think this, uh, should have been like a Netflix series with good actors and good directors, you know, instead of whatnot. And I did a little research on this. I guess there is a series of Firestarter called Firestarter Rekindled back in 2002, starring, uh, Dennis Hopper and, uh, Malcolm McDowell. And, uh, you can it's it's a one seri- season series and I guess it's a two parter.
0: Which one and, of them played the little girl?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it, but I, I just I looked it up. It's it's a two parter, I guess, back in two thousand two. And of course, good old Tubi has it. Um, I did not watch it though. I just didn't have the energy for it. But uh, I, I was super bored with this uh with this film. Just. Uh, the look and the colors of this film, do you guys notice it? How like drab it was and dreary and smoky, a lot of brown
1: colors. I think it was done by design so that when they did have the few special effects, the, the computer effects with the fire, I think they do that as a conscious effort to try to make those look better. Be- you know they turned down the contrast and saturation of the colors on the rest of the film so that those pop more because they were really bad. Yeah, it was uh, Adobe After Effects like starter pack for those those yeah. fire graphics.
2: Yeah, yeah. They but I'm I, I'm in agreement with Matt. It's like, but you know, why was this movie made? I mean, for all I mean, I'm all for remakes. You know, the thing. The Blob, the 1988 Blob, you know, like the 1950s horror films that the 80s kind of like captured and just made better, um, you know. Yeah, so you have The Thing, The Fly. um, But, you know, I mean, the acting's just better, um, better, fantastic special effects. But um, uh, Firestarter doesn't need to be remade. But I'm even sure, I'm not even like hyped for Salem's Lot. I, I I really think that um, all these remakes of that's coming out of Stephen King, this is all on the, t- the tail end of uh, the masterpiece of It, part one and part two that came out. And everybody's just going on the band- bandwagon now and all these remakes of Stephen King's coming out. And look, uh, It was, uh, the remake of It was, it's, it's a masterpiece. and it, All these other studios that has the rights to Stephen King's, um, properties are just really trying to just jump on the bandwagon and i'm sorry i am just um after Firestarter. i i'm like i'm like oh boy what, like what are they gonna like what does salem's lot coming out what 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 channel what streaming device is coming out with this do you guys know
0: it's gonna be next fall so I, i'm not sure if it's gonna I, be i thought it was coming out in
2: theater it's a theatrical release oh yeah. it's a
1: theatrical yeah yeah
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. This
1: this is one of the handful of Stephen King books that I have never read, so I just started reading it last. The, week. the book is the book's great. Yeah. I love the book. Is it? Okay. Yeah.
2: I actually so I have the hard. I mean, I haven't read
0: it. it in a while, but I really liked it. Yeah.
2: And I've never read it. I uh, I stole it from my brother.
0: And I liked the original show. You know, it was good. That that I remember when I was a kid, that one scene, where the uh, where the the boy vampire is like floating outside the other boy's oh, the window. La la la,
1: la, la 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 Spoiler alert! I have not read this yet.
0: You haven't seen the you movie. You haven't seen the
1: movie? No, I've never seen anything Salem's Lot related. Oh. Oh. Yeah,
0: this is this scene is is like a classic scene that scared everybody when yeah. they were kids when they were little. And I've been trying to put it on Tubi or on uh, I'm sorry uh, TikTok, and it won't let me they, because there's Good. some music on it that it that it says. Um, you don't have the right or the, you know, the the rights aren't available to, for yeah. this to be shown on here. So that's one clip out of all the clips that I've put on, on Tik That's one that keeps getting, I, I've tried a couple of times and it keeps getting flagged and they mute it. Like when, when there's some music on there that isn't, uh, they don't have the rights to, because they have the rights to a lot of music on TikTok. Like you search for music to go under your video, there's a ton. And so as long as the clips that you have are, are, sounds that they have the rights to then it's fine but if they don't then it mutes the
2: the the video but anyway i i still have no idea how you're doing those movie clips on uh tiktok i've been trying to figure that out i don't know how to do it you can tell me
1: later
0: yeah i'll tell you later yeah i'll tell you um, during
1: our tech talk segment
0: but it's been (laughs) TikTok. uh, TikTok. if if you're not following us on tiktok please do because it's been uh uh, we've been getting you know good number of followers or a growing number of followers and uh Lots of views, thousands of views on each of those uh, little clips that I've been putting up.
1: So, Well, to wind it back to uh, Firestarter, I, I had two more points. One thing that the remake has over the original is a drastic lack of George C. Scott dressed up as a Native American, which <laughs> always bothered me in the original. Yeah. Um, so this was definitely a step in the right direction. And then second of all, uh, I do want to caution any of our viewers taking our recommendations. If you are a fan of cats at all, you probably won't like this film because there's a cat that doesn't get treated very well. Um, me personally, I snickered at it, but other people are more sensitive than I am. So
0: yeah, if you're triggered by that kind of thing, I I think the way it's It's done, it's not that bad, but, um, um, but yeah, it, it, I, I would imagine it, it's not, you know,
1: easy to watch, I guess. um, Anything else, Joe? Uh, Yes, I had one more. That's your fault, Matt. Sorority (laughs) Babes in the Slime Ball Bowl. Oh, you watched it? Yeah. I was going to watch it. that was one of our assignments originally. Yeah, and Joe got on it it immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Joe (laughs) Joe got that one out immediately. (laughs) As I was watching it, well, because it's got Linnea Quigley in it, and I like watching anything she's in. Uh or, I'm sorry, I should say Quad City's own, Linnea quigley. And that's right. uh so I started watching it and then as I'm watching it realizing just how terrible this film is. Um it wasn't that bad. Linnea was great in it. Anyway It's it's a fun kind of bad. Yeah, it's well it's got a puppet in it, and that's usually when <laughs> things take a drastic turn. So I started looking through IMDB and as I typed it in I realized, hey, this is part of a series there's actually like three or four of them yeah so it automatically got disqualified from our list because matt's parameters clearly stated that it could not be part of
0: franchise. i had been searching you know for articles uh, or you know because there's lists of um 80s horror movies that didn't get a sequel right and this was on one of them so i i didn't double check on that one and uh uh so i was like Okay, then I'll just do it, because Linnea Quigley's in it, and I know you're a huge fan, uh, so I thought that would be perfect. And then you tell me, by the way. Um,
1: <laughs> and that's exactly how I sound uh, when I'm texting. And I'm by, the, by the way.
0: <laughs> by the way, Matt, this does oh. have several sequels.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. And I do the same thing. Every time I see a text from Joe, I, I, I hear Joe's voice. You do. You say it. And you it in your, yeah. Even the well, gifts.
0: <laughs> this, was a, this was a movie that I watched.
2: <laughs> Go to your uh, corner, Mark. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I use that one quite frequently. Shut up, Mark. I wish uh, I didn't have to as much.
0: But uh, <laughs> anything stupid else, Joe? Stupid
1: does. No, that's it. That's the end of my uh, list.
0: How about you, Mark? What did you watch this week that was non-theme related?
1: Uh, uh,
2: speaking of, uh, uh, what's her name? Quigley Lena Quigley. Liana. Liana Quigley. Um I was uh I think it's Linnea. Linnea. Oh Linnea Linnea. Linnea, Linnea, Quigley. Linnea. Um Joe, if you're a big fan of Linnea Quigley, uh on Tubi there is a movie. Well not really a movie, it's a workout video with her. Do you know
1: about this? No, I don't, but color me intrigued.
2: Yeah. Uh there's a workout uh video of her just in a metal studded bra. And uh, types, sold <laughs> tights, um, bikini, and she's—it's a workout video, and she does workouts with zombies. And at the very beginning of of uh, this uh, workout video, she shows all her masterpieces of films that she's done, and it's hysterical, and it's fun, and you have 15 minutes of her doing splits and stretches. And then she uh, workouts with zombies. And this is all on Tubi. And it's fantastic. It's God damn it, Tubi.
1: <laughs> I, that's fantastic because I've been looking to add something to my exercise regimen. And now there I can, go. you know, it's like like sweating to the oldies. <laughs> I you know? want to see a video
2: of Joe doing a split.
1: She can do a
2: split.
0: Shelly comes in and is like, Joe, why are you sitting down to exercise? <laughs>
1: Turn the light off. Turn the light <laughs> off.
2: Um, she's in a movie. Where are your pants? With with zombie rats, zombie rats, or something. I I forgot what it's called. Um, she's been in a tons of these films that I've never seen that I want to watch now. Um,
0: yeah, we yeah, got to get her. We got to get her on
1: the show. Well, We're probably she's, all on Tubi.
2: Well, it starts off with her in a shower and she's naked, but you don't. See, she's her her breasts are uh, blurred out, and but. It's it's fantastic, guys. You guys got to watch it. It's really good. I'm a big fan of her. She kind of looks like Lita Ford in a way. She's dressed as Lita Ford, like "Kiss Me Once," "Kiss Me Twice."
0: Yeah, I mean, she, me de- in, uh, in that movie, and she's definitely her bumper. got <laughs> no. She's definitely got the um, the '80s rocker thing going on in that. Oh yeah, that, she's
2: got the blonde uh, the crimps Bola in her Rama. hair, like the crinkles and whatnot.
0: She, in it, the in the bolo, very of Roma, attractive.
2: In the bolo romps. And if she's I from could, Davenport. If I, can,
0: if I could complete this sentence without you I'm interrupting sorry, I'm sorry. me. Jesus Christ, Mark. It's, uh, <laughs> she definitely has the 80s rocker look on the Bolarama movie.
1: Yes, she does, Matt.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> okay, so... What else, what else did you watch this week?
2: Um, I went to the theater and watched the 2022 Men. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, written and directed by Alex Garland, uh, whose track record is almost flawless in my opinion. He directed uh, Ex Machina and Annihilation, uh, two movies I absolutely loved and has watched repeatedly uh, like four times each at least. Um, Garland's new film, Men, is his first full attempt in the horror genre, and he succeeds about 98%, in my opinion. Uh, This movie is about a recently widowed wife who goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside and rents a 17th century house for two weeks. Um, This woman, uh, Harper, played by uh, Jesse Buckley, known for the series Fargo and HBO's uh, Chernobyl, is stunning to look at, and her uh, subtle acting um, uh, completely uh, carries this film. Uh, She is shown uh, The Rented House by the caretaker. (laughs) Are you guys laughing? Okay.
1: She's very subtle. Yeah, just how subtle was she? Subtle.
2: She has a a lot of subtlety
1: in her acting. She
2: has a subtle... uh, It's just subtle. 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 As in in like S-U-D.
1: Is it's
2: silent.
1: The is Just
2: silent. Subtle. The is silent. Uh, okay. Uh, so she is shown the rented house by caretaker Joffrey, who is played by actor Rory Kinnear. Um, Imagine
0: that. Mark's got an interrupting B. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rory Kinnear, who is a quirky fellow with some awkward uh, attributes. Um I want to say more about this actor and character, but it's a huge spoiler if I do, so I can't really talk about him. But he's wonderful in this. And it's every character's actor's uh, dream job to have this role um, when you see this film. And if you like to perform or you just love acting in general, of course, if you do, you watch movies. But it's phenomenal. He, he's amazing. Um, so uh, regardless, um, strange things happen. Uh, a naked man follows her on a walk. I know that sounds weird, but it's really creepy. Questionable things uh, start happening, and throughout the movie you find out what's, what's happened to her husband and how it came to his death. Uh, now, there are haunting images in this film, especially uh, the tunnel scene where she listens to her echo, and it's so beautiful and so masterfully done that you actually go in a trance with this echo in the tunnel, and it's so beautifully shot, and the sound... Uh, of this movie with uh, the music and whatnot just takes you away, takes your breath away. Um, Yeah. Uh, So there has been uh, some controversy to the last half hour of this film and it goes straight to body horror. Um, I personally didn't think it was that graphic because I just graduated from uh, the Cinescare French extreme class. Um, I had... Some TikTok I saw some like TikTok reviews and read some reviews online that people were getting up uh leaving uh the theater at a, a specific point, uh, because it's tremendously just goes off the cliff um in the last uh like half hour of it. Um and there's a seven minute clip of something um Recurring, that's happening. It's a seven-minute clip, and it just keeps happening, and it keeps happening, and it's really disturbing. And when I was watching it, I, I my eyes were wide, and I'm tilting my head, and I'm chuckling because I have never seen anything that I saw in this movie ever before in my whole entire life, and it's, it's a little jaw-dropping. And but with the music going on and the effects that was happening. I was in a trance. Uh, That's Alex Garland. That's what he does, like Annihilation, uh, at the end of his film of Annihilation. Did you guys see that film? Yeah. Yeah. No? Oh, Joe.
0: Oh, Joe, that's a good one. That
2: is a good one. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, So um, I I just think that people just had no clue what was happening. It was so bizarre, and the music was just putting you in a trance. But um, I recommend this film. I enjoyed it. It's my least favorite of uh, Alex Garland, but um, I had a blast watching it. It's it's thought-provoking, and um, I highly recommend it. So, yeah, that's my review of Men.
0: Cool. Is that it for the week?
2: Uh, four cuts out of five. Uh, yeah, that's it.
0: Okay. Uh, I, I, I didn't really watch any other than Firestarter, which we already talked about. Uh, I didn't want to really watch anything that was non-theme, except for a couple of shows. I did finish uh, Outer Range, which I, I think I talked about last time that we had watched the first couple episodes, and I finished that, and that was I thought really good. I'm very I'm looking forward to the next season of that. I thought if they have one, I don't think they've announced it yet, but I, I thought that was really good. Uh, did you guys watch that show? No. Uh, it's it's good. I I don't know I'm still not certain. I think it doesn't really go complete horror. There's more of a I, I think almost more of a sci fi thing to it, but there's but it it does have this a lot of Horror imagery, so it's. I, I'm not sure what where to classify it, but it's definitely in the genre of some kind. Um, it's it's that's horror related, and then uh, we have continued watching the baby, which is the one I told you about last time that has the baby that is um, uh, some kind of evil. I'm not sure what, if it's a devil or if it's just an evil baby. Um, but it, it's also sort of it. It has you know, it's not just. On the surface, there's also something going on underneath a theme of of the challenges of motherhood you know and what it does to a woman and uh and and so there there's some really interesting under su- subtext underneath it um it works as a just straight horror but there's also something more to it uh and it's uh as you go along it gets a little more uh complicated and it's it's definitely worth checking out so that brings us two our theme for the week and i this was my choice and Good job, thank you mark Matt. thank you mark this Good was job. my choice and i i um was partially inspired by joe's choice last time cuz he he picked uh office horror and one of the sh- one of the um movies that we watched was intruder which was an uh believe, it's an 80s slasher and i thought you know it'd be fun to just look for hidden gem 80s slashers and movies that i have been meaning to watch and just haven't watched and for whatever reason that i've heard about and uh, and and you know try to find and and uh and just watch those and and just dive into the 80s but make it movies that didn't get a sequel because really most of those movies that did get sequels we'd watched you know the Friday the 13th the Halloweens the Nightmare on Elm Street all those kinds of movies we watched and um so I picked six movies that uh fit that uh kind of category and generally speaking were in my watch list anyway on my uh so uh, I let's start off with. I
2: thought I was the reason because I watched Maniac, but apparently not.
0: No, I'm sorry, it was it was it it's it fine. uh. It's
2: all about.
0: Harken back. To, it was it was just uh the that watching Intruder really it made yeah. me kind of I I loved the fun of that and and just the 80s, you know that it, it, the 80s were the the really the the launching point of of popular horror you know before that there'd been kind of you know um it 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 just was primitive in the 70s it was growing and then and before that it just been matinee stuff and and goofy kind of things for the most part aside from a a few classics like psycho or whatever uh but but by the 80s you know the whole slasher genre just exploded and it was everywhere and so it was it's easy to forget that you know sometimes we think of 80 slashers and we really only think of the big three or four but it's also it's easy to forget that during that time they were they were throwing slashers at us right and left and uh and so some of those uh, it it, these i had a, a lot of fun with every one of these uh i you know there were probably there was one that i really felt stood head and shoulders above the rest and I think is now probably going to be one of my favorite horror movies uh, actually out of this um, in a way, really. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. saying it's going to be top five or something, but it's one right. that is really. i it really endeared me. And then there's, and then there was one that I didn't care for as much. And then the others in the middle, I can't. Uh, if I were to put them in order, I don't know how I'd put them in order because I liked them all about the same, and I lo- and I really enjoyed them. I had a good time. Uh, but the first one I want to talk about is the New York Ripper from 1982. I think this is probably the first one that I know Joe and. I, watched, I think this is the first one you and I watched.
1: Right? Uh, yeah, it's the first one I watched after the Bowling alley. Oh yeah, that's one. right. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Oh, and I apologize to you, audience, if you guys uh, watched uh, the
1: the Bolorama movie. I I really apologize. Sorority it. babes and the slime ball. Yeah. I mean, I don't apologize I too watch much it. because it's it it's, actually it was it was it's fun. fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty. I want to watch it.
0: So it's yeah. not bad, but um, but sorry, you know, we added one and then you didn't know about it, but but it'll be perfect for you guys to go out and check out now once we talk about it because the one that we did add turned out to be really good um okay so the new york ripper it's about a burned out new york police detective he teams up with a college psychoanalyst to track down a vicious serial killer randomly stalking and killing various young women this is directed by the great italian director uh, i guess he's sort of a giallo director at time or i don't know if he's giallo but he's italian director uh Lucio Fulci and he directed Zombie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but this is the one that was uh, famous for having a zombie fighting a shark, which is one of my all-time favorite scenes. Um City of the De- of the Living Dead. House by the Cemetery. I think that's uh that might be a uh no, the trilogy I think is City of the dead city of the living dead house by the cemetery and beyond and then there's don't torture a duckling was one of his as well uh this is a very there's a confusing twist at the end of who we think the killer is that it turns out it's very odd the way it, it happens at the end and um uh, I, I I'm still not quite sure
1: exactly what happened. I don't know if one of you guys can explain it to me, but I couldn't. And you forgot the most distinguishing characteristic about the killer. Oh, I haven't gotten to it, but go ahead. Whenever he calls somebody and talks to the cops, he does it in a Donald Duck voice. Right. Or when he's killing them and he's talking to them. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a Donald Duck voice. (laughs) Any interaction with any other human beings, it's Donald Duck. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, this this was a strange one. It starts out with this girl riding down... Well, it doesn't start out, but one of the first scenes, one of the first kills is a girl riding her bike down the street, and this guy starts following her. And then uh she she gets uh i think she cuts somebody off or he cuts her off and they they're they're going to a um
2: she she basically uh uh is going no hands and then puts her uh hands on her um on the what do you call the what do you call the handles and then the handles uh scraped uh, that uh, red uh Volkswagen bug's uh car and he's uh. going yeah, you belong in the kitchen. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. He's
0: yelling there. at her. But they both happen to be going to the same uh, ferry. And boat, so she yeah. get, finds his car and decides to do some, like, vandalism. Meanwhile, the killer comes and, and uh, takes her out. Uh, but it, it definitely has a lot of gratuitous
1: nudity, some gratuitous sex. and <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's very, very New York. It's very New York. Yeah, Matt, this is the New York Ripper, <laughs> not the Italian Ripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that everyone's voice was overdubbed completely has yeah. nothing to do. It's still New York. Yep, yep. And all the... There's, like, two establishing shots of New York, and then all the rest of this is filmed in Italy. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, yeah, It's it, it seems like it, it was filmed only on one street of New York, and that's just with all the peep shows and... Um, what not back in the
1: 80s. Speaking of peep shows, I didn't realize that the etiquette for when you were watching people have sex live in a theater, I didn't realize that the etiquette is when they're done, you're supposed to stand and applaud. Oh. Well, Having never been in that situation before. You have to be some. I, now have, I know. You have to have, you the have, the have to applaud? Thing. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, but everybody
2: I'm, in the audience were, was basically not even watching the stage. They were all asleep. Did you notice that?
1: Yeah, but when it was done, the lights came back on, and everybody stood up and applauded. You know, (laughs) They're actors, too.
2: So, but, like, for peep shows, so is that how peep shows were back in the 80s? Like, two people having sex on the stage, and the crowd is absolutely bored and not
1: even looking at Well, given that we
0: were too young to know. Yeah, I was
1: seven in nineteen eighty. We weren't weren't
0: frequenting New York City for (laughs) peep
1: shows. But is, is that how it was? Didn't... I've only been uh, to New York again. once,
2: Mark. <laughs> again, I mean, not no, I just state saying. State. I mean, it's like I, I mean, haven't exactly done extensive like, research on stay? the peep shows of New York in the 1980s. I thought peep shows were like, uh, uh, like, uh, like in the Boondock Saints. You know, uh, the the screen goes up and they're like they're dancing nude and then you put a quarter in for the screen to go up. It, apparently, I mean that was like, it, you guys don't know.
1: I don't think there's like a yardstick again. that
2: they're all measured like, by. Again. They, they may have
1: different, you know, whatever floats your boat, Mark. I'm,
2: well, no, I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I didn't know. I, they went full I on like that. I think you've got
1: some extensive research ahead of you. Yeah. I guess it.
0: Uh, yeah. You know what? That could be an assignment for Mark. Ne- next time he could report yeah.
1: back to us yeah. on
0: peep show etiquette of uh, of New
1: York City. In the oh, A-Nuts I'm already corner. writing
2: a, a, um, my first blog for Cinescare. I don't we'll know call it
1: Notes from Mark's dead. Corner.
2: <laughs> Get back in your corner, Mark. <laughs> notes from Mark's Corner. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to write that down. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, talk about uh, some graphic nudity. I wasn't expecting like up close shots of vaginas and and whatnot. But um, I, I think the the one scene that really uh, disturbed me was the um, the foot rape scene in the pool hall. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was really oh, strange. Oh, yeah. That was, was really strange. weird, guys.
2: Yeah. That was so weird. And this yeah. actress was super hot, by the way. Um, I don't know. I thought she was hot. Um, she was actually. Um, I believe was it was it the was this the same film I was thinking of? No, no, it's not the same film I'm thinking of. Um, take your time, we'll wait. No, 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 yeah, it's
0: no. no rush here, Mark.
2: No, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Plenty no. of tape. No, no, I I was thinking of um a, another movie that we're gonna be talking about that. Oh, that's uh, great. The two lead actors are uh are married. So no, um, uh, but stunning. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Just keep
0: talking through it, Mark. I'm sure you'll get there. I will,
2: I will, I will. No, uh, uh, so the lieutenant, uh, the hero of uh, our uh, story
1: here in... um, Did we forget um, to stop recording? What? What what did I say wrong?
2: (laughs) What did I say wrong?
1: I'm I'm talking about the
2: lieutenant who's having sex with the prostitute and called her a dumb bitch. And he's like the hero. He's going, get me a cup of coffee. You get your own cup of coffee. I mean... I mean, everybody in this movie is pretty much uh, deplorable.
1: I think you had a new bumper. What do you mean? I, I, I got a bumper crop of bumper so far. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> all right, I'll shut up. Keep going. All right. Oh! Uh, oh, no. Uh, go ahead.
3: <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> My ADD is all over the place, guys. I'm sorry.
0: Uh. So, did you did you have more info on the New York I- Ripper?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, they I do.
1: Pages of it. Oh. Well, uh,
2: Peter, Peter, uh, uh, the boyfriend, uh, he's actually uh, shown on the back of the VHS, uh, VHS box as the killer.
0: Oh.
2: And, and you guys... Yeah, that uh, kind
0: of gives things away.
2: Well, I mean, it kind of gave it away when um, uh, his girlfriend, um, when she's in the hospital, had a, like a nightmare, but literally is seeing her boyfriend slash her apart. I mean, that right. kind of gave away the whole film. Yeah. And then, and then... Uh, well,
0: I mean, it, it it didn't, it didn't, because it was very confusing for the audience, because we've been following this other guy around the whole time, you know?
2: I thought it was going to be the stupid genius uh, professor.
0: I didn't think there was a mystery, because we've been following this other guy with three fingers the guy that goes into the i mean the guy that goes into the the sex club to watch them having sex that's not the same guy that is the boyfriend of the girl who turns out to be the killer you know so it, it was very confusing like this whole it was like a switch of of a to a completely different person and we've been following this older guy
1: around you know i knew it wasn't the professor right off the bat because he was wearing a sweater and he was playing chess against the computer and winning. So he, there's no way we could rise up to that level of genius to even catch this guy. He you know. wasn't he's, even a
2: genius. He's I mean, thirty this guy steps was ahead of
1: us. Mark, he was wearing a sweater.
2: No, no. I mean, the, the genius professor who wants to be paid a lot of money for uh, like a lot of money for uh, an hour, and his first suggestion is to wait for the killer to kill again. That was his first suggestion. And this guy's supposed to be a genius. This guy was a moron. I, I actually thought he was gonna be the killer. I, I thought that the guy with uh, the missing two fingers. I said, "There's no way it's
1: this guy. It's too obvious." Hmm. Uh, yeah, how could he kill anybody's missing two fingers? <laughs> <laughs> you need at least ten to kill somebody.
0: Uh, all right. Uh, we we've got six movies to get through here. So let's <laughs> see. Um, the next one is The Prowler from 1981 and and it's it's funny there's like three of these movies were 81 two were 82 and so 81 was a pretty good c- bumper crap of horror movies it also included Friday the 13th part 2 came out in 1981 i believe uh anyway The Prowler is about a masked killer wearing World War 2 fatigues stalking a small New Jersey town bent on reliving a 35-year-old double murder by focusing on a group of college kids holding an annual spring dance. This is directed by Joseph Zito, who directed, among other things, Friday the 13th Part 4, which I think is one of Mark's favorites.
2: Uh, It's in my top
0: ten, top five. um, Red Scorpion, which was with Dolph Lundgren, uh, and a couple... Uh, uh, movies Invasion USA and Missing in Action. Um, so those were <laughs> <Classic>. <laughs> I remember I remember Classic. Missing in Action. You know, uh, and then this movie grossed less than one million dollars on its original release, but developed a cult following years later. Joseph Zito claimed it cost about a million dollars to make, so they obviously lost some money there. Uh, Tom Savini did the makeup effects, and he stated in an interview. That it was his best work. He's, he believes that's his best work. Uh, he also did all of the kills dressed as the Prowler. Uh, at least his hands and his face and upper body were, were um, dressed as the Prowler. Uh, L.A. Weekly named, this, uh, named the killer in the Prowler the 11th greatest slasher villain of all time. The cemetery scene was shot on Halloween night, 1980. The empty grave was an actual empty grave waiting for a funeral the next day there's a super cool vinyl ver- oh, by the way yeah there is a super cool vinyl version of the soundtrack that is right now available in fact i i had told you guys last week that it was sold out but it's back now and uh, they must have gotten it back in in stock so it it uh, was put out by waxwork records so if you guys are interested if you're a collector it's a really cool the the art on the on the cover of the album is really nice and then the the record itself is I believe like a green and black mix. And it's really, it's beautiful. It has a picture, like a picture book with it and, and other stuff. So it's it's definitely worth, if you're into, you know, uh, obscure 80s uh, slasher soundtracks, th- this one would be a good one to get. Uh, body count on this is eight. Uh, actually, I forgot to say the body count on the Ripper was also, uh, New York Ripper was eight. So. Uh I really enjoyed this. I thought it, it looked good. I thought the acting was all really great. Um I thought I, I really want I, I, I'm t- half tempted to get the soundtrack just to see if the music of that band is on it's the soundtrack. It's so good. I, I don't think it is, but that band is something.
1: It's good. Even if it's even if it's just the score of yeah. the film. The, I that's I have that in my notes. The score was actually mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it really was. It, it did too. a really good job capturing a mood. Yeah, yeah, it was wonderful.
0: And I thought that you know when I saw it, when I uh, this had been one that I had been meaning to see, but one of the things that sort of didn't really put me off watching it, but I, I was like oh, I don't know a slasher that looks like a soldier. I, I didn't, but actually the way they shot it and everything, and the guy's face is covered. It was pretty creepy. Uh, so
1: I don't know cool. how he could
0: see. It's yeah, so I, don't, cool, I don't know though. either. Yeah. But I um,
2: it, I I'd love the costume for this. It Looked and, like he and, had
0: a big gator over his face or something. Yeah yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Now with 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 that soundtrack, just by the way, is that with the with the costume too? Because I saw the costume with that. It, is it still? With what do you the, mean? Uh, with the, the soundtrack the vinyl? No, the no. Uh, no, I, I I thought they had a costume with the with the vinyl.
0: That co- like a costume that comes yeah. with it. Yeah, I don't. I didn't notice that. I thought I
2: saw that, Joe. You didn't see that. I didn't see that. I'm batting zero right now. Okay, I I, know.
1: I do want to say I'm so put off by ordering vinyl (laughs) in the past three months because I have bought five pieces of vinyl and I have received zero (laughs) pieces of vinyl. Why is that, Joe? because they're all like oh you got to buy them today or else they're going to be gone and then I yeah. buy them and I get my receipts and they're like great we'll start shipping in 8 months yeah. like, oh great well a year they, from now I'll be thrilled
0: you you're going to be very happy this fall when that Friday the 13th vinyl comes if you haven't checked out waxwork records check it out because they've got some amazing artwork and uh on their on their albums and but the the soundtrack for Friday the 13th is on pre-order right now, and that's supposed to be shipped in September, and that looks really good.
1: Like, I, yeah. I think that looks fantastic.
2: That's what I ordered. I, I, ordered I did order John Carpenter's. Part one
1: and part three. I ordered Carpenter's The Fog. Yeah, I, I just can't, ah, it looks so good. I can't uh, decide which one to buy. I'm just... And kidding. I will... My grandkids will get that in the mail someday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You should <laughs> put it in your will.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Friday yeah. 13th one looks amazing. Yeah, that
0: though. one looks... The, that cover art looks in, incredible oh, with the yeah. eye and everything. It's so mm-hmm. cool. Uh, but anyway, The Prowler, I really liked it. I thought it was a tight little slasher. Uh, I thought it had all the elements you look for in a slasher. There was, you know, the characters. I liked the actors. I liked the characters. There, there wasn't, you know, like some of these movies, the acting is, is not so good, so it's fun in a bad way. But this was actually pretty legit for the most part. I I, I I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't gotten more love than it's
1: than it did you know back in the day it does have a bit of a scooby-doo ending a little but, yeah yeah um
3: yeah.
1: i did really enjoy uh, the special effects They're like they had the perfect amount of blood Yep. every time somebody died it looked very realistic and it, the great spurting great coloring of the blood it was fantastic
0: yeah tom savini main... i mean he, he says this is or he said at yeah. one time anyway that was his favorite work
2: yeah, it's uh, like he, he says it's his best work. I disagree with that, but, I mean, Tom Savini knows. So, I mean, if he thinks this is his best work, it's his best work. But um, the the kill scene with the bayonet knife going on top of the head through the bottom of the cheek. And then the, the kiss chef of the eyes going white. Like, his eyes go up. Man, what a great scene that is. Oh, so well done.
1: I don't know about you guys, but I thought the main girl, the blonde, she reminded me a lot of Jenny from Yes. The 13th. Yeah. I thought
2: it was her for a while. I thought it I was. I had yeah. to look it up. Me too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did too. Her name was Pam, and boy, finally a final girl. I love her as this final girl. Uh, finally, a final girl that can actually run. I mean, this girl books it, and I mean, going downstairs running. I mean, she's not just. You know, just like looking back all the time. I mean, she's woofing it. And I'm just going, finally, finally a chick that can run. A final girl that can run.
1: The only thing that bothered me about this film, and this is coming as a parent of two teenagers, that shower was running for the entire movie. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And it was hot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They killed two people. Like fifteen minutes into this film <laughs> well, in the I mean, shower, the, the and you she, don't. Nobody even turns it off at the end.
0: Yeah, she goes. Is that I water going to be insane. I think the insane? police. The police had to have been there and everything. Nobody saw that even, two bodies in the yeah,
1: shower. Yeah, the
2: police go in there, but they don't check the fucking bathroom where <laughs> the yeah. shower's running.
1: It's even got bumbling cops. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It yeah. has it all,
0: Joe. It's, that's yeah, what I was saying. It it's got everything it you look for. No,
2: there's 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 one scene in this that I have to mention is that's the motel clerk scene where oh, the yeah. sheriff was yeah. apparently staying at. Now the, the motel clerk scene that go this scene and I timed it, guys. This scene goes for three minutes and twenty seven seconds, and it's him just staring, and it's. It's just going, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go check. And he doesn't check, and he makes a sound, grabs his tobacco beach nut, chews it. It's, it's like they had to get a, a longer running time, and so they did this scene. I, I mean, that's the only reason why this scene has to exist. It, I
0: thought it was kind of funny, actually, because he, it he's, was he, funny. I know I enjoyed like he's it. He's going over there yeah. to get the sheriff, but, but he's not. But it goes down for
2: three minutes and twenty-seven seconds. I'm getting a little bored. I'm laughing at it because it's going for so long. I'm starting to stare at the props on his desk. I, I, I never knew there was Rolling Rock cans on. I thought it was Rolling Rock was only bottles. Apparently, they had cans. He's got Rolling Rock, and he's got beach nut. And I'm sorry. Oh, I remember when I tried that chewing uh, tobacco beach nut. I actually kind of enjoyed it when I was twelve when I stole it from my neighbor. and yeah, So I was just going through, like, you know, these these thought processes. But, yeah, three minutes and 27 seconds this son-of-a-bitch scene went on. It was fun to watch, yeah. Oh, and Lawrence Turney uh, was in this, who played Joe from Reservoir Dogs. He, he played uh, the general, the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah. He's from uh, Reservoir Dogs. Nice. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a Dear John movie. I mean, that's basically... Like a Dear John Letter movie. That's what it is, right?
0: I guess, kinda. Yeah.
2: I need to shut up. I'm, this is this is not going my way. <laughs> uh,
0: anything else, Matt? Uh, the next movie is <laughs> Blood Rage from 1987. Uh, this is uh, directed by John Grismer, and he he'd only, he had only I hadn't done a whole lot of stuff from what I saw, but um, anyway, a boy kills a man and accuses his twin brother, of the murder. And the innocent brother ends up institutionalized while his psychotic twin goes free. Ten years later, the innocent twin escapes, which triggers his brother to kill again. Uh, This was shot in 1983, but it was not released until 1987. I'm not sure why they waited four years, but I guess they were like, I don't know. Um, it, uh, it, It features the film debut of Ted Raimi who cameos as the kid selling condoms in the di- in the drive-in he was 19 years old there is a body count of 11 Uh, And what 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 is it that the guy says? The uh, this isn't uh, the blood that's on his back. It's not
2: cranberry. It's not
0: not not cranberry cranberry sauce. This
1: isn't cranberry cranberry sauce. Yeah. (laughs) This movie is filled with great lines. Oh God, this is one of the. This was so entertaining. This thing. I think my favorite is. Come on, it's a football game, not a kissing contest. (laughs) 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 There and, and let me tell you, there is some stellar
0: acting going on here. Let me tell you, but the the one that i really loved was the mom like the mom is i i almost thought it was the same person that was in another movie that we're going to be watching uh that we watched uh butcher baker oh. uh, it it was a very similar but but that the phone scene I posted it on TikTok. Which and that, one? That phone scene where she's calling someone and she keeps saying, this the is operator. a real, real emergency. And that scene was just, I loved it. I actually rewound it to just watch it again. And uh, and then I posted it on TikTok so I could watch it again. Because it reminded me of... Uh, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me, and I looked this up to see if, if, if David Lynch ever mentioned this movie in an interview, and I never, I don't see any place where he mentioned it, but it would not surprise me if he used that, if this movie uh, and that character inspired him to write the uh, Laura Palmer's uh, mother character in Twin Peaks, because they're very similar. And also uh, the mother in, uh, uh, wild at heart very similar and the the scenes with them are very where it's just the woman kind of going crazy and no one else is there very it it seemed very lynchian to me whereas most of the rest of the movie wasn't very lynchian but this is also a holiday movie this is a thanksgiving Thanksgiving. movie
1: yeah well unless you're a pumpkin pie because if you notice when (laughs) the mom goes to visit her wrongly instituted son at the uh, the hospital, she brings him a slice of pumpkin pie, and as the doctor is narrating what's been going on, and we peer into the mom meeting up with her son again, the son goes into a fit of rage and starts just pounding the shit out of that pumpkin pie with his hands and crumbling <laughs> all over the floor. I'm like, why, he yeah, I'm like, why is he taking wall, it on the? Yeah, like why is he taking it on the like Dog shit. It looks
2: like yeah. dog shit.
1: Now one one thing I I, I don't think we're spoiling anything with this but this movie starts off at a drive-in and i i would have loved for this to have been a crossover event with drive-in massacre Massacre. but i i had to rewind and watch that whole drive-in scene a second time because i didn't realize that the kid that killed the teenagers in the car wasn't the kid they sent away he so he framed his twin brother, and it wasn't making sense until I rewound it. Yeah, like, no, oh, that okay, that, get that scene didn't make sense first time around. That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Wait, no, no, it made sense, right? Because it was it was the kid that killed uh, uh, the people having sex in the car, and then he gave the axe and it smeared, you know, the blood, and it sent.
1: Yeah, Terry was the kid who actually killed the teenagers right but after he killed them before the mother came over oh you thought it was the, knife... the original guy. yeah yeah oh, okay. he handed the knife to his brother and smeared blood on him and said mommy mommy todd uh actually killed him and, it... and the
2: acting was great when the mom showed up and by the way when when the kids smearing the blood on you know his brother you know brother's face and gave him the axe there were already people there just stopped watching it happen and Apparently, they're yeah, and the mom the, yeah. the mom
1: comes running up as Terry's flapping his gums. Mommy, mommy, Todd killed this these kids, and she's just standing there like caressing Terry on his face and like everything's going to be fine. She doesn't even acknowledge the fact that she's got another kid standing right next to her. With a bloody knife in his hand. Right. Yeah,
2: the mom. The mom stole the, stole this film. I mean, she literally. Yeah, she stole this film. Especially when she's the eating white Thanksgiving
1: leftovers out of the refrigerator the from the kitchen floor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cleaning the house, yeah. vacuuming, drinking wine, passing out in the hallway then drinking just like a bottle of Coke and then drinking more wine, passing out. I mean, it was great it was getting on the phone with the operator. Like uh, Matt said, I mean, I mean, this is a Mia Farrow, like white trash version of it. I, what a, what a fantastic actress. She stole the film for me.
0: Yeah. I loved yeah. her. And, and uh, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the girlfriend and it's just like who she's, it was like, she bounced around between people and, um, but I, I got a little confused every now and then about who was killing who and who was hiding in the closet over, you know, next to the sliding door. And, you know, there was a little confusion there. And I I, I but I I didn't go back to watch it again just to kind of clear up a few things. But I did I have love, some confusion there.
1: I also love Todd's line um, to the, the girlfriend. You seem nice. I've never kissed a girl before.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what are you
1: getting at, Todd?
0: Yeah. You think I'm just here for that?
1: Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Well, what
2: what a great love scene with <laughs> on the diving board. And then, yeah. and, then uh, and then uh uh Terry comes up and he's going, "Don't do that." And just <laughs> swipes away and kills uh, Is it Terry or Todd? No, Todd's the good guy.
1: Yeah. It was Terry. Yeah, Todd's a good guy. Oh, and the girlfriend, when she's uh, saddled with that baby that she was, somebody was supposed to be babysitting, <laughs> right. and she's running from the killer, and she's got to dump it somewhere, so she just puts it in the drawer in a cabinet in the bathroom. <laughs> I know. Oh, it'll be okay there. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Just
2: yeah. I'll again. remember
1: to pick that baby up later. Yeah, yeah that was a very
0: entertaining movie. Yeah. Um,
2: so many one-liners. Man. There
0: um, was a body... Oh, oh, the body count on Blood Rage was 11. I don't know if I said that or not, but
2: I love the beginning of the film just with the music and uh, the drive-in and the concession stand because Blood Rage was the first uh, movie I saw in the series and I just start bouncing. I was like, "Oh, here we go!" Such '80s like nostalgia going on in my head when I was watching Blood Rage is, Blood is Rage. definitely.
1: I would I would watch Blood Rage the second time. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I watched
2: yeah. it twice. Yeah. I had to. It's 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 fantastic.
1: Yep. Uh okay so that brings
0: us to our next movie and that was 1982's Pieces directed by Juan Picard Simon. Uh he also directed Slugs Extra Terrestrial Visitors which by the way if you want to look up that poster it is such a knockoff of ET it's so bad this poster you got i'm surprised they didn't get like sued for it but look up the poster for extraterrestrial vis- visitors while i'm going through my rundown and you'll be shocked by uh just how what a ripoff of et it is uh and then he also wrote uh or he directed the rift uh nope that's not no um Let's see. A frustrated Boston detective searches for in fact it's got the E and the T written the way that ET is written on one of the posters. You got
1: uh, Yeah, it's it's on there. Um
0: Yeah, no. There's the, I I'll find I'll find it. Um okay. The uh a frustrated Boston detective searches for the maniac responsible for mutilating a number of university coeds. Uh, because producer Dick Randall was simultaneously making a kung fu uh <laughs> movie he uh wrote a cameo for Bruce Lee imitator Bruce Lee which by the way at this time and in the 70s and uh and 80s there were a lot of Bruce Lee Knockoffs, and they were all ne- they were all named Bruce Lee, but they had a diff- slightly different spelling. There was a Bruce Lee with an L I. There was a Bruce Lee with an L E I. There was this Bruce Lee who I had seen in some movies back in the day, uh, which is with an L E. Uh, but it, so he was written into the film just cause they had him and they were like, might as well. And even though the scene makes absolutely no sense in the context of the rest of the film and really the context of any film or story that has ever been told, it does not make sense at all. Um, the, the blood and guts were real. They were taken from a slaughterhouse in this movie, uh, filming commenced in the winter of 1981. And, and so there was a pool scene. It's winter. One of the actresses almost died, uh, almost froze to death in that pool. Seems
2: five below uh, the pool was. Yeah, almost had
0: hypothermia. Uh, This is Eli Roth's favorite slasher movie.
2: Um, It is, yes, it is.
0: The tennis student Leticia Marfee or Marfel was the daughter of Mercedes Marfel, who was the wardrobe uh, head of wardrobe for this movie, and she told the director. Uh, that her daughter wants to be an actor so he this is the creepy thing he uh, simone he met meets the daughter and he says oh you'd be perfect for the part of Susie the tennis student she's like well i don't know how to play tennis and he's like It doesn't matter. The person who's supposed to be the tennis pro doesn't know how to play tennis either. So it doesn't matter. We're going to shoot it wide. And so the locker room was originally written that, that before she gets killed, we don't come into her when she's nude. They had it written where she'd be putting her clothes on and already clothed, just like finishing, putting her shirt on. Instead, this director who's, who has an employee working for him who's the mother of this actress decides to change the script so that they they film the girl in the shower naked so he just gets a little more cuz he thought she'd look hot i guess so he changes that and then when the killer the for the killer scene he changes he changes it so that she runs away from the guy without a top topless basically and so this is the topless chase scene through the locker room the girl can barely run it's it's I I it's such a creepy thing that this guy did to that to that girl and to her mom and as it turns out she got a couple movies after that uh, after this one but they were all required nudity and then she just quit acting because she was only getting parts that were she would only be considered for parts that required nudity. Um, Linda Day George is supposed to be a pro tennis player, but the actress was not good at the sport, and they said, don't (laughs) worry about it. Uh, And so it's pretty obvious this woman who was supposed to be undercover as a pro tennis, that would have blown her cover immediately because she could barely hit the ball back across the net. In fact, they had to do close-ups. Anytime she hit the ball back, they did a close-up of her, and it was obvious somebody was just throwing the tennis ball at her racket um, before the fifth victim gets killed, she's so terrified that she wets her sweatpants. This happened in real. This actually happened because the person holding the chainsaw was holding it so close to her that she literally wet her pants because she was that frightened. Uh, and of course, Simone kept, kept it in the movie. Um, so when you watch that scene and you see her peeing her pants, it's actually, that's what she did in response to a live chainsaw Real chainsaw, not a prop chainsaw, but a live chainsaw being held inches from her uh and of course, this is i think got we can talk about this of course it's got a body count of seven, but the ending is absolutely spectacular. this is <laughs> probably my favorite ending of any of these movies. Uh, I really loved this one, I thought it was um it I thought it was just i, I don't i can't say it's a good movie, but it was completely entertaining like i there was not a moment i thought kind of dragged i was entertained the whole time with a smile on my face and this is like the epitome of 80s bad movie so good
1: you know well it hooks you right from the opening scene when they set the time and the 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 location in boston 1942 as we see this little boy in his room putting his puzzle together (laughs) yeah yeah In a house that looks like it's 1982, that's complete with a push-button phone. (laughs) Oh my god! I don't think they had those in 1942. I didn't even notice that. No, they don't. They. they, I don't (laughs) think push-button phones happen until like, I don't even know when, but not in the forties. Not Boston, 1942. Did they
2: have uh, puzzles that were like color, like photos back then?
1: I, um, I would imagine. You know, there was color back in 1942, (laughs) right, Mark? (laughs) And they had puzzles back then. Yeah, right. they 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 could print in color Damn back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the yeah the Kung Fu Professor uh, really threw me for a loop. Why that got thrown in the middle of all that? But thank made, you for explaining. It, 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 no yeah. it was for runtime. It no. was uh, for
2: running time because um, they needed to make the movie you know uh, full feature length. That's literally why they put it in there.
1: Uh, One other thing I thought was odd, but, you know, again, it's a slice of reality because you guys may not know this, but I grew up, started playing tennis at the ripe old age of five. I used to give tennis lessons. And I can tell you, just like in the movie, when someone would play John Philip Sousa marches over the intercom, it would totally disrupt things, (laughs) just like it did in the film. You know, we would just stop practice to a halt whenever John Philip Sousa would come on. so that, yeah. that
2: music was playing for a very long time in the movie. Yeah. It, it yeah. was like over five minutes, I think.
1: And I I also, I think it was Jimmy O. So Jimmy, forgive me if you're listening, but I'm James! giving you credit for this anyway. Yeah. Um, This is the scene that you guys have probably seen uh, a capture of it on TikTok numerous times, but the, the detective woman yells, <laughs> you bastards. bastards. Yeah. The I, I post over it on, the top. Yeah, I posted so it on my TikTok. Though. Yeah, it's yeah, so it is.
2: Bastard! It is a wonderful
1: slice of. of bastard. Yeah, bastard! yeah. I, I go go check us out on TikTok oh, just for that scene. So yeah, I've, no, that's so great. I've in fact, you you that should put TikTok it
2: so many times.
1: You should I'll probably put, put it that in clip in the. Yeah, I'll put it in right here. Yeah. While we were out here fumbling with that music, the lousy bastard was in there killing her. Bastard.
0: Every time Mark interrupts is. one of us, put 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 I've that no little sound entered. in there. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah. No. I I just really enjoyed it. I thought this was it was just pure entertainment from beginning to end. The cops, of course, another bumbling couple of cops, and <laughs> they're getting told what to do by a freaking college student. College, like, student. Exactly. college student is more well, has more uh, like d- uh, police experience apparently than these
2: cops.
1: They don't have a high budget because none of the cops can afford a holster. They keep putting their gun in the back of their pants. And, I, didn't you know, somebody, I didn't
2: notice that. Yeah. Would, <laughs> would
1: somebody please give that detective a match so he can smoke that damn cigarette that he keeps asking about for yes. like 30 exactly. minutes of the movie? It's
2: like, man, get a, get, a, get a get a book of matches yourself. I mean, all the way through, I just wanted to see how that smoked. It looked like a good little cigar or whatever it was. I don't even think it was a cigarette. It was like well, a little skinny cigar, like a Switcher Sweet.
0: And then the detective asks the professor if he thought that the killing could have been done by a chainsaw. At one point, he asked the professor that. I'm like, how is a professor at a college, how is he going to know more than a cop, a detective, by the way, how is he going to know better than him what whether or not a wound could have been done by a chainsaw?
1: Well, my other question was, the, I know this is... Can we spoil something? Yes. Okay. The little kid back in Boston in 1942 yeah. later on grew up to be the president of the college? Yeah.
2: The dean. The dean. The dean. Yeah.
1: Where did he get the British accent? Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> I, I think it happens as soon as you become a college professor, Joe.
1: Oh, okay. They just hand you <laughs> yeah. like, over to a dialect. And L- what y- a y- horrible... What a
2: horrible reveal of the killer when they showed the Dean uh, um, spiking the tea. I mean, it, you don't know who it is all the way through it. And it was just so blase.
1: Oh, that was not tea. That was instant coffee. Oh. He really pulls out a whole spread there. He's like, Oh, hey, would you like something to drink? Oh, sorry, it's instant. <laughs> but it was
2: it was just so blase. It just, mm, a matter of fact, Baldur's there was Crystals. no music happening, nothing. was Like dun dun dun. Yeah. You know, it was it was just uh, there. He is putting it in. I was like ah. Oh. But the very end of this film, which was absolutely bizarre to me, was um, you know the dean's shot in the head. You know they cover the body and then the detective just leans and the corpse comes around, and she falls on uh, Kendall, the student. And then afterwards, uh, it was, oh, yeah, that was a scare. And then the corpse grabs and grabs Kendall's crotch and just literally squeezes his balls and scratches his balls, too. Yeah,
0: it was uh, amazing. I was like, what?
2: It was amazing. (laughs) I was was like, yes, thank you. Uh,
0: Okay, now we're on to... Again, another 1981 movie, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, and uh, this also had an alternate title, Night Warning, <laughs> which I don't know which I, which were was a worse or less uh, applicable title for this movie, but either one of both of them were they just didn't seem to make sense. But this is directed by William Asher, who was basically known for beach party movies. He did the movie Beach Party. Beach blanket bingo, bikini beach, muscle beach party, and how to stuff a wild bikini. <laughs> uh, rejected by her lover, the only man left in Cheryl's life is the orphan nephew she has raised as her own son, and she'll stop at nothing to keep Billy with her. Uh, J- this stars Julia Duffy, who went on to star in as a supporting role in Newhart. She, Newhart, yep. yeah. uh, she was 30 at the time of filming, 10 years older than the her leading man. Ooh. Jan, Jan de Bont was cinematographer for one week on this movie. Shooting the decapitation scene, he went on to direct Speed, Speed 2, Twister, and the remake of The Haunting. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, this film has the unique distinction of being labeled as both a homophobic and pro LGBTQ film because of the vile detective character. At the time, it was seen as being very homophobic, but over the years, it has turned into a, uh, and is now considered. Uh, a seminal moment in queer cinema, especially queer horror cinema, because of its uniquely sympathetic view of the gay characters uh and i gotta say this is has this one is a really strange movie but i i really i i really really liked it and uh the the i i, I gotta say that um it's got two of the most vile villains. Uh, that i I think i've seen in in a movie from this era uh the mom the the aunt is obviously vile she's killing people she's and drugging her son and trying to keep him sick so that she'll stay with him and um you know trying to kill his his girlfriend and all of that like she's horrible and then of course the the detective is such just a nasty horrible person he's he runs around uh dragon uh, uh, gay people out of clubs and places and, and then, uh, harassing them constantly. It's just a vile creature. Uh, but in, you know, the, the, and, and saying nasty things, calling, you know, people fag and, and different things like, it's just a horrible,
1: horrible character.
0: Um, but we made a PE coach
1: quit cause he was gay, right?
0: Yeah. He made him quit. He He said, I'm going to yeah. out you if you don't. And, and, and he then an illegal
1: he, alien sit on the floor in right, his office.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the, Ill, the illegal uh, 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 immigrant, he he had like a jacket on with no shirt, and, I, and so there was kind of a thought like, is he is he just against immigrants, or is he also was this guy gay too? Um, it was kind of hard to say. But yeah, he just made him like kneel down in his office. He was such a nasty, horrible person. Uh, but uh, I, I. I I just was fascinated by this thing
1: as I was watching it. I was very um, puzzled. It was like this scratch that I just couldn't itch as I'm watching this movie. The mother, Susan Tyrell, the actress, it was just driving me nuts for like a half an hour. I'm like, where have I seen her or where have I heard her? And then I finally, I gave up after half an hour and I grabbed my phone. I got onto IMDb and it just clicked. There's one of my all-time favorite animated films is called Wizards by Ralph Bakshi, 1977. She was the narrator.
3: Oh.
1: she she's got the most. I remember you showed that
0: to us uh, back in college. uh, Over, I think it was at my. I love Wizards. I think I was at my. uh, We were at my parents' house when the with when they had the pool, I believe. Oh yeah, and, yeah! Remember, and and, yeah. and I had all of you guys over, and I think you you played that on the TV, and and yeah.
1: uh, I I think everybody kind of just I love sort of drifted I've away, I've but always. I mean, that's like one of the key things that I loved about that film was that narration, that voice, that woman's voice, and then all these years coming back, you know, it it haunts me. I'm like, oh wow, I now I she was just yeah, fit, such a fantastic voice. She's she was also... nasty. She's oh, also God,
2: yeah. a uh, nominated for best supporting actress in um 1972 called Fat uh, City. She's been she's actually uh Academy Award uh, n- nominated uh, actress.
0: Huh, interesting. Yeah, I mean she was good.
2: She's not it, bad in this film.
0: No, not and it's bad. a very a little over the top
2: on some stuff, but I think that's just cuz uh, on the director it's had no idea the what the hell she was doing.
0: Yeah, he, and it's and and, it, and it, it was some very over-the-top stuff, very uncomfortable stuff, sure. especially between her and her her nephew. There's this, you know, uh, I don't know, it's not even an undertone of incest. It's, a, it's you know, that she has these designs on him as being her replacement man, a lover or whatever. And, uh, you know, the way she touches him and everything, I mean, it never goes there completely, but you can definitely see that's what she wants. And um, And then her jealousy between... Uh, there's a you know bit of an edible thing there, and then her jealousy between the girlfriend and the boy, as well. Uh, and there was actually a scene that I got goosebumps from from being creeped out, and it was just the odd nature of the scene. And it uh, this is another one kind of reminded me a little bit of a something that David an imagery that a David Lynch would have shown, uh, and that was when the um, when the neighbor or I think she's a neighbor or a friend or whatever, the older woman, neighbor, Yeah. She comes over to search, you know, looking for them. And she's, and so she starts walking around the grounds, uh, uh the yard out in front, which is very woodsy. And they obviously live on a big property and uh, she's walking around through the woods and then she turns around and the mom is kind of caught up in like some vines or something like that. And her face is just coming out and that, scene just like I, for some reason i just got the creeps all of a sudden just from that imagery uh it's not a scary movie at or in any rate but but that one image really uh it it kind of surprised me yeah
2: yeah the end the, the end like the last uh half hour of this film seems like a horror movie um the pretty much the whole movie for me kind of felt like a after school special in some ways because i mean there's not many murders and whatnot
1: but, uh, yeah, There's I don't no reveal either, I mean, you yeah, you know who the killer,
2: is, right who right the killer the is all the way through it, and uh God damn it, Billy, stop drinking the milk, <laughs> just stop drinking that milk, uh, because she keeps drugging him. um no, I really enjoyed this uh movie too, and I kept on thinking throughout the film,'s like, who would win in a fight uh uh this uh, the aunt in uh, Butcher Baker or Mrs. Voorhees? I think this chicken uh, Butcher Baker could beat the oh, shit. Oh, she could
1: take her, yeah. Beat
2: the shit out of Mrs. Voorhees. I mean, this this woman's tough, tough and crazier, in my opinion. I mean, just some of the stuff that she does—just licking her uh, nephew while she's dragging him on the bed with the milk and licking all the way, you know, underneath his chin. I'm like, what is happening?
1: Cutting well, and the hair. When she... When she finally meets her demise, you know, it, it looks like she's trying to bite him in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. And then she's really chewing the scenery oh, yeah, on that, that death scene of hers. Um, It went on just a little too, too yeah. melodramatically. Yeah, yeah, it did.
2: Just shows that the director, just like, do whatever you want. You're an Academy-nominated actress, you know. Yeah, yeah. go for it, go for it.
1: And she's, and then, yeah.
2: she's a gypsy actress, too, Um um, very controversial uh, act, uh, actress. Um, I guess uh, on other films uh, they had problems with her because she goes method in a little way. I guess not, but I enjoyed her in this. Just a steam stealer. stealer. And well, Bill and Paxton. It's a,
1: it's a self-fulfilling prophecy too, because you know they kept telling Billy that he was the killer throughout the whole time, and he didn't do anything. And then at the end of it, now is not only he's a killer, he's a cop killer. <laughs> you know he's going to go away for a long time it's okay
2: yep. though it's okay because um at the end of the movie uh they they did a little uh a scroll up text you guys saw that right
1: yeah yeah
2: <laughs> it's like oh yeah maybe but it's
1: his basketball career is ruined i mean billy he was the white michael jordan he he was going to break ground in basketball sure But you know his mom how the the hell did he get the
2: scholarship anyways at denver
1: university well i don't think he got it (laughs) he lost the scholarship because his mom poisoned him yeah yeah he was he was he
0: went he was hoping to get it in that
1: game so he was
2: but so apparently he he just goes to the college anyway so i guess he was good at good no he's in high school
1: yeah, but on that, that scroll up at the end of the movie, it says that Billy goes on to oh. uh, Denver University yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Along with his girlfriend. But my guess is now that his mom died, he probably got some sort of insurance money or maybe sold all the house and all the belongings and had enough money to go to, to college. Oh, you went deep and hard, yeah, Joe. I guess yeah, so. There there you, you
2: know, Yeah. You know? uh,
1: he deserves it.
0: <laughs> I but I overall I I really did enjoy this one and uh it was it was definitely the most uncomfortable of the movies we watched I thought and I it just I thought it was kind of the strangest, you know, but I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was unusual. Like if this is not a this is not a typical slasher in any way at all. Um Okay, so the next or the last movie that we have to talk about is The Burning, yeah, 1981.
1: I, before you do your synopsis, yeah. I just want to read my first note, which is, I wonder why they call this movie The Burning. I hope I don't have to wait too long to find out. You
0: didn't. You did not. You found out immediately. Uh, this is directed by Tony Malum, who uh, one of the movies he directed was split second with Rutger Hauer. Uh, A caretaker at a summer camp is burned when a prank goes tragically wrong. And yes, we see that in the first scene. Uh, I don't know if it's cold open or what, but we see it immediately. After several years of intensive treatment at hospital, he is released into society. What follows is a bloody killing spree with the caretaker making his way back to his old stomping grounds, the camp, uh, to find the youths that accidentally burned him. This is commonly referred to as a Friday the thirteenth knockoff, but it was actually written uh before Friday the thirteenth. Um stars uh Jason Alexander, Brian Backer, uh who was Mark Ratner from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh Fisher Stevens and Holly Hunter. Now that's that's a pretty I mean those are I mean Brian Backer I don't know, I don't remember what year Fast Times came out, so he might not have been known at the time. Jason Alexander wasn't known at the time. Fisher Stevens, I don't think had probably done much. And Holly Hunter, uh, this was her first movie. She said... I got paid more than I ever could have imagined on The Burning. I was making over $1000 a week, which was incredible, especially at the time. Uh, I could make my rent and I didn't have to wait tables for a while. I got all these new friends and I was kind of glor- and even though I was kind of a glorified extra. She was barely in it. She did, it, it, Who was it, Holly it, Hunter? She was one of the girls. She did, she didn't uh she wasn't uh, one of the main girls even, but She wasn't
2: on the canoe trip?
0: She was not yeah, she was she was I mean she was there but you you'd have to go back and look. Uh I got she played the part of I can't remember uh what part now, but it was she only had a few lines. Uh and she, you see her standing in scenes. She doesn't look exactly like her, but when you there's a couple shots of her face and you're like, "Oh, that's her." Um
1: By the way, she got the her way, the burning her burning was 1981. And Fast Times at Richmond High was 1982.
0: Okay, so this came out before that. Yeah, so he yeah. wasn't known yet, but he was getting work, I guess. Um, <clears throat> she said Holly Hunter went on to say that she got her Screen Actors Guild card, uh, so she felt you know it was fantastic to do this. Um, let's see, uh, it is as credited as the first, basically the first Miramax movie written and produced by the Weinsteins uh Bob or Harvey Weinstein wrote uh the story or Bob and Harvey Weinstein wrote the story I think Harvey Weinstein and another guy wrote the script uh, this production allegedly also kicked off Harvey Weinstein's decades-long streak of sexual misdemeanors in the movie industry when he reportedly exposed himself to a female intern on the set of *The Burning* and and asked her for a massage. That uh, far back, huh? That far back it started, Jeez. and it, and it's not too hard to see because a lot of the, there's a lot of uh of uh very um. Uh, uh, boundary-pushing guys, you know, that one guy is trying to get that girl to have sex with him and he's really being forceful about it. You know, you you can see that the Harvey Weinstein effect in that. Tom Savini turned down uh, doing the makeup effects for Friday the 13th Part 2 in order to work on this movie. Uh, The composer of the soundtrack was offered a percentage of the profits But he turned it down instead for basically a fee, which he wound up regretting because it turned into a huge hit in Japan and he lost thousands of dollars as a result. Um, One of the first movies, this was one of the first movies to land on uh, Britain's Video Nasties list, which you'll remember from, uh, uh, what was that movie, Censor that we watched? I think that was about that time period uh because of the and it, when it was because of the raft scene uh this is a u- a unique kind of st- uh, slasher of course this is this came out when slashers were just coming out after Halloween and Friday the thirteenth and some of the others so there weren't a lot of the tropes weren 't completely solidified so this is one that didn 't have sex as a punishment storyline a lot of the people and girls who got killed didn 't have sex, and there 's no final girl. Uh body count ten. So this is one I, I loved this one. That I will say right off the bat this is my favorite of the ones we watched. And uh I this is one I think I'd like to own. I really I really liked it. But I also have kind of a um I have a I guess I'm I'm inclined to like horror movies that are set in this kind of a setting camping or at a summer camp like this. I really liked it. Um, And it's not just the state. I feel like the stakes are even higher for this one because there are actually kids there. You know, it's not just the teenagers like in Friday the 13th. It's generally the teenagers there before the kids arrive or whatever. Um, But but in in this one, the kids are there. So there's actually even higher stakes for them uh, in this one. So and of course, the killer's name
2: is Cropsey. Yeah, we're talking about like 14-year-olds getting killed, 13-year-olds getting killed, especially uh, that one raft scene where they makeshift a raft. What I liked about the burning is that they're actually stranded uh, at this part of the forest because uh, uh, the canoes are – they go on a canoe trip and – um, they're at this part of uh, the trip where they're really deep in the forest off of a river. And then something happens where uh, a girl is uh, killed and the canoes are just like let loose. And then they're stranded at this area. So they have to make shift the raft to get going. And then when they send five, uh, five kids on a raft, um, I think it's uh, three guys and two girls. And, I think, oh, these are the people that are going to survive. I'm thinking like the people that are stranded are going to, um, are gonna get the axe or you know, the garden shears or whatnot. And there's this scene when they're on the raft going up the canoe. I'm, I'm seeing the canoe shot. Just this is '80s, you know, grain going on with the canoe. I'm going Friday 13th, Friday 13th. I'm thinking yeah. of Alice in the in the canoe. Yeah, and I was going. There's no way. I've never. I, I've never seen this film before. I was going. There's no way that this killer is going to be in this canoe because there's five against one. It's just. There's no way it's going to happen. And when it happens, it's graphic. It's fun to watch. But it's. You have a 14 year old getting her head and neck slashed. You got fingers getting cut off. It was. It was kind of horrifying. It was kind of. It was graphic and it was fun.
1: And it was fast. I mean, the yeah. guy's fast like a ninja because he killed five people before any one of them got a chance to even get off that raft. Right, it's yeah.
2: Standing, standing <laughs> on a canoe.
1: I, yeah. you know, I
0: got to think that it influenced the look of Jason uh, as Has well. To. Because Has to. when you think about it, Friday the 13th came out in... Uh, 1980. In 1980. Friday the 13th Part 2 came out in 81 and was being made at the same time as this so they hadn't solidified well you know in eight in the first one he's not even really there and the second one they hadn't re- you know they had him with a sack over his head and, and overalls they, they hadn't solidified the the jason look but this this killer cropsy looks a lot like jason in some ways and in, in the body shape and everything if you told me that that uh, you know uh, the same actor who played jason played him or whatever in part three by part three, he had a very similar look as this. It wouldn't surprise me if it was if, if there was great. some
1: influence there. Absolutely agree. Hey Matt, the uh, uh, just personal opinion. I want to know if this ran through your head at all. Um, the character of Glazer.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's great. Does he
1: remind you of anybody? Like maybe the way he talks or the way he acts. <laughs> does he remind you of anybody that maybe? Or may not be on this particular podcast. <laughs> Wait, me? Glazer? You think I'm yes.
2: Glazer?
1: I was the, reminded the, wholeheartedly of Mark I, I yeah, how. Exactly, yeah, I could see the talking and the way he talks <laughs> He's a <yeah>.
2: meathead. <laughs> He's a fucking meathead and a moron. What he are you kept, talking uh, about?
1: He kept interrupting. And constantly. an excellent lover.
2: <laughs> he is an excellent one. It was horrible. He's a horrible yeah. lover. Look, I asked for lubricated rubbers. These aren't lubricated rubbers, you understand that? One of my masters and Johnson?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll do better, which, baby. I'll like, do better, baby. I w <laughs> baby I, I would like to point out that um Cropsey, the day he get, he's released from the hospital, he's told that yeah. the skin grafts don't work. They drop him off right at the front door. Where's the first place that guy goes? A hooker. Hooker, yeah. Oh, yeah. high five there, that, Cropsy. That, Way to go. That whole scene didn't make a <laughs> whole lot of sense. It didn't make
2: sense. But even in the hospital, when he's in the wheelchair and they're wearing, uh, wheeling him out, uh, the nurse, I, the nurse or the doctor just goes, "You don't need to have revenge." It literally says that. You don't need to have revenge. Right. You're okay. They're releasing this guy. Right. They're worried, you, worried about it. What do you it, mean? Yeah. I'm like Glazer. I'm I, like the farthest from Glazer. <laughs> are you I, kidding me? I didn't this run meathead.
0: I didn't run into anything. Online about this But I wouldn't be surprised if they added The hooker scene because It was going to be so much time Between the beginning and the first kill because it it really takes its time like there for a while it's almost a summer camp movie you know and 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 but I didn't mind it like I was into no. those characters I I liked it was very well acted I liked all the characters there were no characters that I really felt were annoying to me except for Glazer maybe a little bit but but, <laughs> I'm, <fucking laughs> but <asking>. I'm not <laughs> even close to Glazer no no
2: no I'm kind of upset about that there's no way I'm close to Glazer but regardless. I, Jason Alexander uh, stole this movie. Uh, his acting is, is the best acting out of the whole cast, I think. Yeah, he's and, great. And, and you can see him just ad-libbing all the way through this movie. You can see him ad-libbing when, he, when they're uh, having dinner. And you just see him just stand up. Everybody's sitting but Jason Alexander. And he's just raising his arms, you know, ad-libbing and whatnot. And I I really enjoyed Jason Alexander and and I really enjoyed seeing hair on his uh uh head, but I could definitely see why uh, he was wearing a shirt when he jumped in the water because yeah. when he got back up on the raft, you could see the hair <laughs> through the white T-shirt. Oh really? Yeah. On, on his back and oh my god, <laughs> It's
1: yeah. bad. I, I do wish that the character Alfred, uh, the kid that later on is in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wish he had some sort of a story arc. Yeah, he just seemed like you know? yeah. a creeper. He was a pervert at the beginning of the movie, in yeah. the middle of the movie, and a pervert all the way to the very yeah. end. Yeah, but he stays. He the just day. he didn't grow at all. Yeah, he just kind, yeah, no, kind of
0: Yeah, no, he's kind of interesting character though because he is out there looking for to to watch. He's them the red sex. herring.
1: He's he's the one yeah. that you would think would
0: actually. be I never be the thought killer. it
2: was him. It was it, it would have been too obvious. Yeah, and I it, didn't think yeah. it was him, but
0: at the same time, like yeah, he. I think he was supposed to make you you know wonder but, but i
2: was so happy that jason alexander actually like survived i was like yeah. yeah i was like oh he's dead like when i first saw him i was like yeah he's gonna die no and he was a really good like nice guy in the film there's no way i'm glazer there's no way that's that <laughs> this really bothered me did there's, there's this guy i am nothing like him at all
0: you, like you sound like him right now. In fact, yeah, no, I'm
2: yeah. not. No, no. This guy was a total creeping asshole.
1: Well, to all of our listeners out there, if you think Mark sounds the slightest bit like Laser, write us in on Facebook, yeah, Twitter, us or Instagram, and let us know. Hey, oh, friend it of the show. Like fr- in fact,
0: fr- friend of the show, Brian. What do you think of that? Uh, if, you yeah. b- burning, oh, yeah. if you could watch the burning, the
1: accent.
0: If you could watch the burning, Mister Friend of the Show, Brian, and uh, and then get back to us, let us know. Yeah. Um. Wow, on my screen, my face is like... Gl- oh, there we go. My face is like glowing. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> look well, at me. Very strange looking. You
1: are, you are lit up. Yeah. Yes, our listeners are. I yeah, know they're fascinated really by that yeah. every minute of that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I guess well, we did it. We did it.
0: And okay, two great So, what choice, I wanted to man. I wanted to ask you two guys two in a row. Yeah, two, in, two in, a row. in a row. Two
1: two, I think we all like 12 back-to-back great movies. Yep,
0: yep. Um,
1: I, spanning two episodes. So,
0: tell me what if you had to put these in order of your f- least favorite to most favorite, what would your order be? I know I didn't tell you guys to do this ahead of time, but maybe just uh go for of your didn't. heads. Um go ahead, jo- or go ahead, Mark. Oh. Mark, you said you already did it? Yeah,
2: yeah, I already oh, okay. did it. Um okay. I went uh the Burning number 1, I went the Prowler number 2. I went uh Pieces. Is it your number. favorite? Yes. Okay. So so the Burning number 1, the Prowler number 2, uh Pieces number 3, uh and then uh 4 was uh Blood Rage and then 5 was uh Butcher Baker.
1: Okay. Joe. I I think Burning is my number one. It has to be. Um, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker is my number two. Mm. Pieces three, Blood Rage four, uh, Prowler five, and New York Ripper six. Uh,
0: I've got the same order as you, Joe. Mine is The Burning, number one. Uh, Butcher Baker, number two. Pieces number three, Blood Rage number four, Prowler five.
2: I, I really the Ripper was six for me. I have um, to say Ripper.
0: Two through four... Or I'm sorry 2 through 5 I I could almost jumble those up. Interchangeable, and they're yeah. almost interchangeable like the 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 uh level of quality and 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 not just quality but the the level of my fondness for each of those as I was watching them was about the same. I didn't care for the New York Ripper. I don't think this is one of Fulci's better movies, but uh I, I it was okay. I mean, I liked it and I enjoyed it, but it, I didn't like it as much as the others. Um but I like I mean, it's hard for me to choose between The Prowler, Blood Rage, Pieces, Butcher Baker. Those those were very close to me, but ha- uh, Head and Shoulders Above the Rest for sure was The Burning. And yeah. I I just really... In fact, I could have seen that really being almost a... like They could have made that with just a little tweaking. They could have made it a Friday the 13th sequel, and it would have been a really good one.
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Just with the ending uh, at the campfire scene... Uh, with the guy telling the story over again. I mean, I believe that was um, the uh, the guy from the Fast Time, Richmond High. Uh, the pervert, no. the creeper. No, it,
0: the guy telling the story was the was the at main the very guy. end.
2: At the very end.
0: Oh, uh, now of I the don't film. Remember. Now because they 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 so. did
2: a uh, a retelling of the story at the campfire at the very end.
0: Oh. Um. I didn't yeah, So I didn't I'm thinking it.
2: that's why it would have been a great, you know, sequel to well, do it that. sure
1: wasn't Glazer.
2: You bastard.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so you're saying Glazer's uh uh accent is what reminded him of me.
1: Sure, we'll go with that.
2: Joe. <laughs> so.
0: And and his date rapey vibe. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, okay, you guys. No, no don't, Mark, really you, don't bothered a, me, man. you don't have a date. Yeah, I'm not AD Glazer. Five. I really fucking hated that guy. It's like how, I don't hate myself, and I, I'm very self-aware who I am, and I'm not Glazer. That's bullshit. I don't even have muscles.
1: Uh, um, that you don't. So,
0: well, let's, let's cheer up little Mark uh, to let him uh, inform us of what his, because it is Mark's turn to pick, after a Finally, very after
1: yeah. after having to sit in the corner, guys, guys. The last re-
2: time I made my pick, there was snow on the ground. Yeah, there was literally snow on the well, ground.
1: Well, there wasn't out here,
0: but I get what you're saying. When was the last pick you had? Was it Scream?
2: No, it was The Lost Boys. Oh yeah, Lost Boys. That's right. Oh yeah. That,
0: oh, that's right. That it was the one that caused you to lose a pick.
2: Wait, it, yeah. It's it's not like I made bad choices before. I did Scream. I did. Uh, Universal uh, Monsters. Did others. Yeah, but... Psycho franchise.
0: Uh, Okay. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to tell you. What... Mr. Mark, what is your pick for next time?
2: We are doing the Alien franchise. We're doing Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, Aliens Resurrection. We're doing... Prometheus and we're doing Alien Covenant. We're we're uh skipping the Alien versus Predator. We're just doing those 6 films and we're doing the Alien franchise. And as a bonus, we are doing the ultimate cinematic horror aliens movie franchise trivia. We are doing we we're we're, we're we're going deep and hard. Hopefully we could get a guest on here. I don't know if it's going to happen. But if not, it's fine. But I am going deep and hard in this. And I've been working on this for about a week now. And this is going to be probably the best, hopefully the best trivia um, that Cinescare has ever done.
0: I will... uh I will. I'm having coffee with Jimmy O on Monday. If that was who you'd like me to ask, I can always ask Jimmy O.
2: That's who I would like you to ask. And there is a prize that I have already ordered, just to get you guys a little intrigued and a little bit on the board. There is a trivia prize, and I did. I, I decided to do this because I did, Not that you guys, you know, skim off the top and just say, "Oh, you know, like I've already seen these films," because. Joe and Matt obviously have seen these films over and over again, time after time, but I wanted them to intrigue their interest a little bit, so I got a I got a prize. It's a Mondo prize, boys. It's a Mondo prize, just to get you guys a little intrigued. And it's a good one. It's a
1: good one. <laughs> if it's yes. vinyl, we'll probably get it. It's the 90s. vinyl. It's the vinyl. <laughs> yeah. It's the vinyl. And it's a good. I'm going to so I'm actually going to have to watch these alien movies. Yes, that's just, yep. that's
2: why I uh, that's why I ordered it, and it's the
1: good one. Yeah, yeah. Think. I think I've seen almost
2: all of them. Yeah, but just think about trivia. So yeah, and all right. There's going to be different get categories with. Um, it's it's going to be different. It's going to be different than the other ones, and so it's going to be a good one. So
0: all right, that sounds good. I'm ready. Right. I am ready. Uh, nice. Not ready. I mean, I will be ready by then. Um yes. I think what I, in my strategy might be to wait to watch these movies you know, so a little later.
2: Later. Yeah, a little if later. You watch
0: them, if I watch one tomorrow, then it's yep. like two weeks. Don't and I'm do like, it. oh, what happened? That's that? why
2: I watch these films like uh, usually some of the films I watch like later on because my NDD yeah. just goes boop.
0: All right. Well, that sounds good. And uh uh did anybody have any other announcements or anything? Uh go to oh, go ahead, Joe.
1: Go to CinescareHorror.com, take a look at all of our content that's up there, and you can download shows. There's a link to our store, buy some Cinescare merchandise, and then listen, rate, review all of our Cinescare podcasts wherever you're downloading them. And don't forget to pop in and say hi to us on uh, all of the social media outlets that are out there, Twitter. TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. And if
0: you're already following us on all those, please go to TikTok if you're on TikTok and find Cinescare uh, Horror on TikTok and follow us there because I've been posting some really fun uh, tra- old trailers of movies and old movie clips of horror movies and that sort of thing. So um,
1: check it out. And don't forget to check out Mark's OnlyFans page. Um,
0: it's uh, yeah. interesting. Yep. <laughs> he's se- he's selling elbow <laughs> picks. So, Bastard!
1: Yeah.
3: To-
2: Bastards! All
0: right. Well, I guess that is it for this time. We will see you next time.
1: Good night, everybody. Good night,
3: everybody.
1: (laughs)
2: So is that how peep shows were? I wasn't expecting, like, up-close shots of vaginas. That was weird, guys. Get me a cup of coffee. You get your own cup of coffee. I'll do better, baby. I'll do better, baby. (laughs) It's a good one. It's a good one. (laughs)